everyone, it's Sandy Caldwell, and you are listening to episode number 45 of Quilt Cabana Corner. Do you remember me? <laughs> I have not podcasted in one year, not since March 8th of 2016. I can't even believe it. I don't have a good excuse. I don't have an excuse at all, so I'm not even going to offer one. I hope that you've all been up to wonderful, quilty, fun, and getting your projects done as I have been. I haven't been out of the loop totally. I've been connecting with everyone through social media, Instagram, and all that. I just haven't been on the podcast waves. So I'm back, and I can't wait to chat with you all today. So go grab a cup of coffee, tea, water, whatever floats your boat, and let's jump right in. So since it sort of feels like I'm starting over, let's just start at the beginning and welcome anyone who's new to this podcast. Uh, I have been podcasting for quite a few years, and like I said, I just took a little hiatus there for a year, apparently for no reason. And uh, so I just want to welcome you and say hello and hope that you'll join us and uh, join the conversation, leave me some comments and whatnot, because I would love to hear from you. And I want to just send a shout out to Mitchie Morrison, who this week said to me on Facebook, I really miss hearing your voice on the podcast. So, Mitchie, this one's for you. I'm going to say that you gave me a little kick in the butt that apparently I needed to get going again. So, thank you for that. Life updates. Let's go there. So, I'll start with my oldest daughter, Amanda. She's away at school in her second semester of freshman year at UNH, which is University of New Hampshire. She is loving school this semester. We had a very rough start to the school year at the end of August when she began there. She was very homesick, very, very homesick. And by homesick, I mean coming home every weekend, just about. And it's a two-hour ride up and a two-hour ride back. So sometimes she took the train. Sometimes, most of the time, we picked her up and dropped her off. But this semester, she's uh, happier. She's doing all the things, you know, that she didn't do last semester. She's hanging out more on the weekends and making more friends. And as we all know, connection is good and keeps us healthy and sane. And she's very happy up there now. So I'm thrilled for her. I do miss her though because I got used to seeing her just about every weekend. So it's been a little bit of an adjustment for me that I probably should have had, you know, last semester, but that's okay. I know that she's having fun and she'll actually be home, not this weekend, but the following one for her spring break. So I'll catch up with her then. Lindsay is my middle daughter and she's a junior in high school. She's up to her eyeballs in AP exam studying and SATs and She's going for her road test uh, on in about two weeks from now. So she's doing great. And Leah is a freshman and she is dancing her way through life with her competition dance team. And she assists a class uh, of third graders. So she's really enjoying that. Greg is busy working as usual. And um, I've been busy with quilting, not really for myself, quilting more for long arm practice because I got a long arm in July we'll talk about that and quilts for magazines that I've submitted and have been accepted so I need to actually get those made and uh, patterns drafted and all of that and I've also been teaching which has been such a great great source of joy for me I'm really enjoying my four students in fact my fourth one starts today Uh, just a little bit so I might have to cut this short so I can get to her on time and 
it's been it's just been so great they are four fantastic ladies their names are nancy gail priscilla and sharon they're all local to me so mostly i go to their homes or they come to mine and we go about two hours we meet as often as they need to meet which usually works out to once a week or once every other week we're pretty flexible in our scheduling because we all have other things that we need to do or attend to a lot of them are grandparents helping out with their grandchildren the drop-offs and pickups so uh, it's been really fantastic and then at the beginning of February I had them all to my house it was the first time that they've all been together and we just had a nice morning of sewing and talking and laughing and helping each other out it wasn't really a teaching situation it was just more of a fun social thing to do so that they could meet each other and be inspired by each other's progress and and quilting journey so that was great great fun and we're hoping to do it again probably maybe the end of March beginning of April and I'm hoping that my mom will be able to join us too so that's been the big thing and then the other big thing definitely has been the long arm machine which as I mentioned I got in July I knew that I wanted a handy quilter machine and it turned out that when I was actually ready to go buy one there aren't very many local quilt shops that are open around me anymore for one and the ones that were like less than an hour no one sells handy quilter so I, on the advice of my friend Kim, went up to Bits and Pieces, which is a shop up in Pelham, New Hampshire. That was about an hour and a half ride. And I spent the morning in their shop trying out their different machines and seeing which kind of a frame I thought I might like. Originally, I thought that I was going for the HQ Simply 16 machine on the little foot frame because I don't have a huge amount of space to put a long arm. And I just felt like that little foot frame didn't take up much room. But the one drawback that I found to that was that you still had to baste your quilts. You could quilt a quilt any size, which is fantastic because it just clamps on and you can move it around for your quilting. However, you do still have to baste, which I hate. So I very quickly, not very quickly, but I, I tried out and realized with the help of the woman that the studio frame could be set up to 8 feet, 10 feet, or 12 feet. So 8 feet actually is what we went with because the long arm machine is in my bedroom and it's along the wall that my bureau had been and if I go longer than 8 feet I can't close the bedroom door. So though I wish I could go 10 feet or more um, due to space I can't which does limit my ability to quilt you know, a huge size quilt until I can figure out how to do it on this frame by moving it around. But I'm just taking it one day at a time. I can do a quilt top that is 74 inches wide or less. So it could be 74 by 80, 74 by 90. It just can't be wider than 74. Uh, and so far, you know, that's like a good lap size quilt. And so far, the quilts that I've quilted for my students, for my mother, for myself, have all been within that range. So anything bigger, I just suggest sending it out to someone else until I can, can figure it out. So I did go with the Simply 16, and I love it. It's been a great machine for me to learn on, and I just love it. It's just so smooth. It's fun. 
and I had never loaded a quilt on a frame before, so uh, they were very nice when they came down to set it up for me. It was um, a man and the owner's son, and they came down and they spent, I felt bad because they had to go through rush hour through Boston to get here, and it, you know, it was a weeknight, but they, they came, they got it all set up, they gave me a lesson on loading the quilt, and they did not leave until every question I had was answered, so I was very appreciative and thankful of that. And uh, so I've been enjoying it. I haven't been on it as much as I thought I would be. And that's because in order to quilt a quilt, you have to piece a quilt, right? So I did do a couple of little baby quilts so I could get it on there. But what I'm really enjoying right now are pantographs, edge to edge designs. I received a whole bunch of them from my mom for my birthday. I ordered, through, ordered them through Urban Threads and um, I'm loving it. I got the laser light, so I work from the back of the machine, and I really find that once I get it set up and I get used to the pattern that I'm following, it really puts you in like a zen-like trance. It's just so relaxing to stand there and do, and yeah, so I love it. I started some ruler work also, and I've been just so enthralled with Judy Madsen. Do y'all follow Judy Madsen? She is Green Fairy Quilts, she and her husband run an online quilt shop with mostly like mode of pre-cuts and yardage. But Judy quilts the most amazing, amazing quilts. Uh, all done with ruler work. And she travels now, so she's out on the circuit a lot. And um, I recently purchased her Quilting Makes a Difference DVD, which was an iQuilt through an iQuilt um, class through APQS. And it's called Quilting Makes a Difference. And I will tell you, made a huge difference for me, just in my attitude about quilting. Judy takes you through all the, all the steps of preparing the quilt for going on the long arm. And I think that this is the piece that maybe was holding me back. You always see people on the long arm and they're just, you know, they're, the quilt isn't marked perhaps, and they're just going along or whatever. But I like to mark things. I like to err on the side of caution. I pin. I never drive over my pins on the sewing machine. You know, I I like to take the extra step. I don't really often wing it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So through watching Judy prepare her quilts with the marking and taking the time, and it does take time to mark it all out with the ruler, give herself enough time and space, and I like how she says... Um, you know, uh, quilting a quilt is supposed to take time. It's not supposed to be a super fast activity. And you want to take time to make sure that it's perfect. And you want to use the right marking tools for the job. And you want to use the right rulers. So I was really inspired by that. And then I purchased her Quilting Wide Open Spaces book. Got a lot of good ideas for that. And she uses a ruler put out by a, I think it's called A1 Prime. And it's, it's a green straight edge ruler that she uses for stitch in the ditch quilting on all of her quilts. And it just has like this little handle that sticks up. And it's so awesome. And I was waiting to order it from her website because she had it on sale for a good price. Uh, but they were out of stock for like the longest time. But I really wanted to order it from her and not from APQS. Because one, they were about... I don't know, I don't know, maybe $10 more than Judy's sale price, and I just really want to support her. So 
Because way back when she supported me, she probably, I'm sure she would have no idea, but way back when, in 2009, when I was first starting my website, hers was one that I happened upon that I really liked the design of, and I had sent her an email just inquiring, like, how she got started and who designed her website and, you know, basically, uh, can you help me? I'm just getting started in this thing and I don't know what I'm doing. And she was so kind in her response, and I just always remembered that, so... Anyways, the Quilting Wide Open Spaces book is, is very good. It's more project-based. does have, you know, some instruction in it for general long-arm quilting, but it is more project-based. And she also has templates that you can print out, like quilting templates. So that's been a great book for me, too. And the, the ruler finally came, and so I've been using it, and I love it. Right now I have my sea glass quilt on the long arm and I'm doing a swirled feather pantograph that's coming out really pretty. And, um, and that sea glass pattern actually is, uh, it's going to be pattern tested and then it will be available on Craftsy. And it's in pretty blues and greens and light blue, dark blue, green and like a little magenta border kind of gives it a nice pop and it's all made with half square triangles so it's going to be really nice when it's done. And uh, also talking about the long arm, I have been thinking about that I need to make some small size quilts that are more, I don't know, that, that's going to give me more negative space, I guess, to fill up with quilting. And I wanted to do something sort of improv. So my birthday was last week, and for my birthday I got the book Artful Improv by Cindy Grisdella. And in it, she talks a lot about color recipes, building blocks, and the free motion quilting. This is an excellent book on improv. Like I said, I don't often wing things. I like to plan it all out. But this is planning out improv, which some might say, how is that improv? But I think that in terms of design concepts and skills, even when you make something that's improv, there has to be some planning to it or it's not going to be balanced. It's not going to have the right amount of line and texture and color to it. So the beginning of the book talks a lot about color theory and I really like the way that she presents it. It's very easy to understand. You can see by her example how much color theory comes into play to make an excellent looking quilt. Something that really pops and draws the viewer in. And then she talks about different building blocks of improv and how you can use the different kinds of blocks to put together a quilt and it gives it some balance. I'm just gonna, it's on the floor, so hold on while I bend down and get it. The back of it says, permission to play, granted. Embrace your creative spirit. Practice improv quilting using five easy blocks, circles, and strip sets. Design with negative space, color recipes, and even irregular edges. Finish quilts with free motion texture and sleeve-free wall hanging techniques, which I really liked because sometimes an improv piece just doesn't look like it should have a, a normal, traditional binding on it. Just sort of takes away, I don't want to say modern, but it sort of just takes away from that playful book. So the sections in the book are the introduction, how to use the book, what is improvisation, 
getting organized, sorting by size and color, what to do with scraps, creating color recipes, use the color wheel, elements and principles of design, working improvisationally, building blocks of improv design, which include angled stripes, improv circles, improv blocks, curved strips, and inset strips, learning to love negative space, putting it all together, which is her student gallery, quilt as desired, which talks about free motion quilting and uh, some about thread, kind of threads she's using, and finishing touches, which have to do with binding or not binding, facings, dealing with irregular edges, alternatives to sleeve and slat hanging. So I got this book on Amazon, I don't know, maybe it was like 20 bucks or $19 or $20 or something. I highly recommend it. I cannot wait to jump into this. So once my sea glass quilt is long-armed, um, and I still have to finish piecing my Hawaiian flower quilt, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute, I'm going to jump into a series of smaller pieces that I can put on the long arm and really practice that ruler work. And I think that that is when long arming really takes a turn for you, when you can take something with negative space and you can really bring it to life with the straight lines, the curves, the fillers, um, you know, really filling in those narrow spaces and, and bars on your quilt with fun, fun, fun fillers that look like it reflects what your quilt is all about. That's what I'm really, really looking forward to. So I'm super excited about that. So the Hawaii quilt that I'm working on is a kit that I purchased when we visited Kauai, not last summer, but the summer before. And I bought it at Vicky's Quilt Shop in Kapa'a Town. And it has beautiful, beautiful Hawaiian prints and it's set on point. And it almost has like a, not really, but sort of like an attic window setting. But the sashing has many parts to it. The cornerstones are made up of half square triangles. It's two-toned sashing. It's a pain in the butt. It's a royal pain in the butt, but it does look so nice when it's all put together. So I'm encouraged to keep going at it. And it's halfway pieced right now. So... When it is completed, I will put it on the long arm and I bought a hibiscus print pantograph. So I can't wait to see how that comes out. So those are the two quilts that are currently going right now. I just finished up a table runner for Quilters World magazine, which will be out um, in the fall. And I've also been doing some loom knitting. When Amanda was very young, she started loom knitting scarves and hats. And when she was in fourth grade, she started the Go Me Knitting Company. And she took orders and made things for her friends. Well, then she put it away for a long time. And then last semester, she met some friends who were knitting up at UNH. And she brought her stuff up and she made scarves for everyone for Christmas. And she used that big, thick Bernat blanket yarn, the really big skein of it and the scarves were just beautiful so for christmas i bought myself a small loom and a couple skeins of yarn and i said oh teach me how and all christmas break we sat and knitted we had a, a wonderful time we even got leah into it too so she went to the store and picked out some more yarn well then i thought that i might like to try knitting a pair of socks so i had purchased a book on making on crocheting socks and when it came down to it, I, I consider myself a beginner crocheter. I can do what I can do. 
<laughs> which is basically double crochet or make a little flower and that's it. So I was really discouraged. I couldn't even follow the directions in that book and I'm sure it's a wonderful book with a wonderful teacher, but I'm just crochet challenged. So I remembered that a few Mother's Days ago, I had received a knitting, a sock knitting loom. It's called the KB Sock Loom, and it's a wooden loom with metal pegs, and it uses the super fine sock weight yarn, and I remember that I made one sock on it, and I think I didn't think I was doing it correctly, so I never made the second sock. So I went and I bought some more sock yarn, and I pulled, well actually, I started the second sock, but I pulled it all off the loom because I wanted to start over, and at that time, it was an instructional DVD, but now all those instructions and DVDs, they're on YouTube. So I can just sit there with my phone and get it done. So I just finished the heel on the first sock. And now I'm just have to, you know, knit the rest of the foot of the sock and then do the toe, which actually on the loom is done the same way that you did the heel. So I feel like I've got a good grip on it. I'm definitely going to make the pair and not just one. And we'll see how that goes. But I am definitely enjoying that in the evening. So that is that. All right, I'm going to try to move things along because I do have to leave soon and I want to try to get this posted before I go. So therefore, there will be no editing. So I hope it all comes out right. I hope you can hear me well and everything. Uh, so let's, the next thing on my list is, um, let's see, what do I have down here? Oh yes, I ordered, I went to the doctor um, for a physical and she pointed out to me that my spine has a slight curve to it. And when I said to her, oh, it's because I've had poor posture all of my life, she said a curve in your spine and poor posture are two different things. So she felt that the curve in the spine had come from, well, it would probably be 13 years now worth of quilting and being hunched over at the sewing machine, at the cutting board, the computer, um, and she recommended that I try to reverse that now. So I ended up, I know on Nancy's Notions, they sell this little, it looks like suspenders, and on the back it has a little two, two or three pound weight. And it's something that I actually saw Leah Day review once and she uses it for the same reasons. So especially with the long arming and doing the pantographs and all that, it is a long time to sit or stand in one position looking down at your work. So I actually ordered it through Amazon because it was a little bit cheaper and it came and I will say it definitely makes a difference. I It's two pounds and then an optional third pound. So I do have the, th the three pounds in there. And I've been wearing it to do my piecing and stuff like that. And I have to say that even when I'm not wearing it, I'm aware of my posture. I'm much more aware of the way that I'm sitting and know that I need to take frequent breaks and all of that. So I'm hoping to help myself in that way using that. And I'll let you know how it goes as time goes on. So 100 blocks. Volume 15 is on it. It's co it's coming out soon. And I do have a block in there. This is about the eighth or ninth time I've had a block in 100 blocks. And I enjoy very much being part of their blog tour and their giveaways. It's very, very fun for me. So when the blog tour comes up again, which will be in a couple of weeks, I will let you know. 
And if you come to my blog during that time, you have a chance to win a free copy of the magazine. And then as I mentioned, I'll also have something in Quilter's World coming out at the end of the year. And I didn't get to podcast this, but back in June, if you get Quilting Arts Magazine, I was the columnist for the Last Word article for that issue. So hopefully you will check that out too. And I think I might have even hit everything on my list. I think I did, so that's great. That's awesome. Uh, I was hoping to keep this to about a half an hour just as my first jump back in. And I think we I've, I've hit all the points that I wanted to hit this time. So I'm actually gonna wrap it up so I can get this on. But if there's something that you want me to talk about or you wanna ask me, go ahead and leave me a comment either on the podcast Podbean site or you can contact me through email. I love to hear from you. My email address is sosandy8 at yahoo.com and that's S-E-W-S-A-N-D-I number eight at yahoo.com or you can reach me at callwellsg at comcast.net. You can also reach me on my Quilt Cabana Patterns Facebook page. You can reach me on Instagram at, at Quilt Cabana. You can also reach me at my blog, which is quiltcabanapatterns.com forward slash blog. The blog is pretty active. I try to update it at least once a week. It's a good mix of quilting stuff, loom knitting stuff, and family things. And once in a while, you will get graced by pictures of my little bunnies. We actually have two bunnies now. They're both lion heads, Nala and Daisy. We got Daisy in the fall. And unfortunately, right after we acquired Daisy, Greg developed asthma from the bunnies. So <laughs> with great sadness, we had to move them to the garage, but we did buy them each their own log cabin. <laughs> Crazy, right? I know, but they're so cute. Um, so they live in the garage, but they do come in the house and visit us and, you know, run around. And then, of course, we have to vacuum right afterwards. But uh, Greg was pretty sick there for a little bit with that asthma, but now he's he feels much better recovered from that. So I'm going to just keep him out there. And, um, oh, the other thing I just wanted to mention was for my birthday, I also received um, the Zappy Dots quilting jewelry necklace. And I love it. It's... Um, it's magnetic, so you can get it in a necklace or a bracelet, and it's a circle that's magnetic, and then you buy these little dots, and they're quilt-inspired. So there's a lot of stars, uh, log cabin-looking jewelry, modern-looking jewelry, applique, several quilting celebrities like Jill Finley have designed different dots, and you can purchase dots as a set or individually. They're just a couple bucks if you buy them individually. And they did have animal ones, so I did get a bunny one, of course. But the chain that I bought is silver, and it's 24 inches. So it just drops at right the exact place you want. You would want a pendant-type necklace like this to drop. And I'm loving it. I'm having so much fun swapping out these little quilt designs to match my outfits every day. So you might want to check that out. It's zappydots.com. All right. You guys take it easy, and I will talk to you soon. Bye now.